0: hey guys welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology it's your host Imani yeah um no eating on the podcast I've remembered that rule yeah this week my love language is visibility and clarity um, unearthing. Very Scorpio-like words, right? This Scorpio, well, let me say this first. That full moon kicked my ass and is still kicking my ass it is like this I don't even know it's like this like just really long ripple that's felt across like everything I hope you could hear me I was away from my phone a little bit and it's just been like whoa Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 And a lot of the things that we talked about in terms of like, sustainability of of systems and um Oh... Oop, found my old notes. Sorry, hold on wow 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 um i'll save why i said wow in a second um it just so i was watching so i love steve judd this is another astrologer that i love youtube check him out old british dude with like a ponytail um he was talking about Mercury. i was watching his video about Mercury retrograde because i was like oh like you know, maybe since Mercury retrograde is, like, next week, it's time to, like, start, like, gathering, like, information. And he was talking about how it's not that bad. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, he said it's not that bad. Dude's been studying astrology for, like, 30-something, like, for longer than I've been alive. Like, okay, cool. And But one thing that he mentioned was what makes this so intense is all of the things that have been in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. So when Mercury retrograde entered its shadow, it was the day of the full moon in Aries. Fun! So all of that potential energy is finding its way into the mix of the Mercury retrograde nonsense that we're facing but it's not to be confused with the actual stationing of mercury retrograde because like we'll talk about the chart a little bit we're going to talk about it more next week um and it really isn't that bad um and he said you know the two most powerful moons of the year and I felt it when he said that were this full moon in Aries as well as this new moon That's happening in a couple days. So what you're going to find from this episode is that there will be a very large focus on that new moon. And typically we don't necessarily do that on this podcast. But hey, if it's going to be super powerful, we might as well. And looking at the chart, I can see it. Um, It's not necessarily, they're not easy at all. They're just not. Um, and those themes will continue to, you know, the reason why this echo of this full moon has been so long is because it's been in the path of the messenger and the messenger has been slowing down. So the messenger is like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? And carrying this message and then going back to it and then going right back through it again, right? So it is very likely that you're gonna have to relive all of this full moon shit again. And you're gonna have to relive all of this new moon shit again and i think it's incredibly important given the the gravity of the things that we were talking about right the thing about that full moon it happened a couple days after pluto station direct pluto does not move very fast you guys at the beginning of where did i put this paper at the beginning of libra season so like the 23rd It was at 20 degrees and 39 minutes. Today, Scorpio season, it is at 20 degrees, 44 minutes. And to be quite honest, I believe that it's been stuck at that degree for a couple weeks now um, since the full moon, which is why that energy is kind of carried its way because the Pluto has not yet moved. And when it moves again, It's going to send out another ripple and another wave and it's going to intensify and culminate at the beginning of next year when Saturn shows up and then Jupiter shows up and kicks our fucking asses. I'm joking. It's not that deep. It is that deep. It's really big transformative shit that's happening in our country, in our world. And it will just be very interesting and to be quite honest, a little bit scary to watch, especially when we're talking about the unsustainability insustain, whatever the fuck the word is of the way that the world exists now and there being this pressing urgency not to fix the world but to create a new one which people are actively working on doing shout out to y'all movement builders movement workers you're building a new world right now every single thing that you guys are doing is incredibly important and so what i found you know if I'm being quite honest, over the last couple of weeks has been this really huge testing and and pushing of my own personal boundaries in relation to the life that I'm trying to create for myself and having to butt heads with the world that I'm creating and the world that currently exists that I've been forced to live in, right? And it it's been really hard i reached a kind of i guess breaking point sometime last week where there was just this very large and awareness of identity and you know who i am living in the world like as a black woman seeing and experiencing this trauma loop that people who look like me have been sent through over the last few, well, forever one, but also over the last couple weeks on social media with all of the, the murders of black people. Um, at the hands of law enforcement, um, this woman thinking it's okay to say the end. So just on so many levels, seeing just the complete dehumanization of my people, and even, again, butting the heads, again, butting the existing world that we exist, the world that we exist in, butting heads with the world that we're trying to create. So even when there is a victory of this woman being sent to jail as she deserves to be then the witness being killed the next fucking day. Right. And just kind of this, this showing of the world as it exists saying, if you want to create something different, we're going to make you fight like hell for it. And we're going to make every single moment of it traumatizing and miserable. And that's a lot to, to kind of take in And I think seeing that and seeing people, my people, being pushed into this cycle of trauma and the the continued trauma perpetuation that kind of comes and like the black outrage marketing and just like this whole just thing. And then on the other side of things, all of the people in my life that are not black And having the opportunity to opt in and out of parts of my culture and my experience in whatever way that they want to and not be affected by that, at least in a way that they can feel because we are so numb to the way that everyone feels, especially how Black people feel, right? And so it broke me. It really did. Um... And it was so difficult, especially when over the last couple of months, we've all, myself included, been forced into these really big asks of what it is that we want for our life, what it means to be free, what it means to to, to be yourself, what it means to exist and thrive in this world, in a world, not even this world, a world, period, Right. Um, and and trying to define and shape what that looks like, and like being able to see, like this is not what I want. This is what I want. But then also having to face the reality of, like, while you're building this world, you also still live in this other one as well. It's like the the double consciousness that um, Du Bois talked about, and and it's just having to navigate all of that at one time is an incredibly intense experience and which is why I just could not make a podcast episode last week you know it was a week where I really just needed to not <laughs> because it was just so much you know to process and to talk about and experience and then to continue to have to experience these things over and over and over again it's been a bit unsettling and a bit scary and it comes to me that in the way that we'll talk about this Scorpio season, um, life building, and these are the notes that I took, is life building is centered around creating a life for yourself that isn't connected to and based off of your trauma. In what can, what that can look like, what does it look like to be pro-community versus being pro-capital right so like uh, Scorpio season is you know the it sextiles all this Pluto energy or this this Capricorn energy right and so this is what we're building is is what Capricorn says and Scorpio says okay these are the things that lie underneath the foundation, these are the the secrets, the hidden that we can utilize in this creation of this building and this structure, right? You know, we've excavated this land, and this is what we've unearthed prior to building this structure. And to understand and and really feel into what's kind of going on, there needs to be the one thing that we need to know and establish as we're listening to this, as you're listening to this is that to live in this country is to literally live in a constant state of trauma and psychosis. And as people who I can imagine most of you who are listening to this podcast are people who are movement workers or do work that is centered around liberation or at their at your core, you're just like a social justice person. Right. And so there is a knowing that like literally this mythology, and I know that's language that I've utilized before. That we've been told paints a very different picture from what I am experiencing, especially since many of us that many of you that listen to this podcast live in a body that is in part of some intersection that is marginalized by this country right. And so naturally you know that there is something that is not right about the way that we exist, yet the way that our mythology is perpetuated is one that gaslights us and manipulates us into believing that our reality is fine the way it is. And so many of us are breaking free of that structure. It's something that's not just happening in the United States, but it's something that's happening globally as well. And so to to understand that, you know, it's the transition from Libra season to Scorpio season, both are seasons that are deeply about conne- are about connection. It's who are we beyond the superficial connections we have one and other, and there is this conversation, you know, around like Libra energy and like aesthetics and like romance. And the question that I pose is: Is it really romance if? It is not offered in the presence of blood, guts, and all the icky stuff, right? And so the, the Scorpio is about the hidden. It's a, a depth perception that we have of relationships where we can see past the aesthetic, right? One thing that I say about Libra season is that, you know, it's, fall is about death right? Fall is when the leaves, it's literally everything is dying. And Libra season makes death like a look, but Scorpio season shows you that death is death, right? And so it shows you that that connection and that coming, the seriousness of that coming into relationship with other people and being able to kind of understand where that comes from. And so there is a really big thing that I've seen around re-examining the relationship that is allyship and what does that look like in friendships in acquaintances and potential romantic partners even within family as well and being able to see hey beyond the aesthetic and the idea and the concept of like what makes this type of interaction you know socially acceptable like I've given you this label you're my partner you're my friend you're my this you're my that but what does that mean What is the thing that lies beneath that, that allows that thing to show up the way that it does? And is this relationship one that in lots of other, in lots of things that I've kind of written down, is it fetishization? Is it exoticizing something? Is it based on taboos? Is it Orientalism? Where does this way of interacting with the external world come from? Is it from something that lies dormant inside of you? Is it a response to trauma? And is it a response to trauma that reinforces that trauma Or is it one that allows you to transmute, transcend, and open the door for healing? And so being able to be aware of that, right? And being able to kind of have like a, just an idea of like, hey, like, what is this? What is this bond and relationship between me and this person, me and the world, me and myself. Is this a trauma bond? What lies at the core of this interaction? Is it genuine? Is it built on trust? All of these are questions that will kind of come into play as you're kind of sun in Scorpio, sun shining a light on hidden, on darkness, on the things that cannot be seen, right? Are suddenly brought to the surface. It's like uh, when the lights come on in a club, right? Like a, a club is a very like scorpionic, like underground kind of place. But like when the lights come on and you can see you know, the creepy old man in the corner and like, you know, the dude trying to like feel up on the girl and like the person like puking in the corner or that that person that you thought was really attractive isn't actually as attractive as you thought they were, right? And so it's literally that. Happy Scorpio season. To get into the chart, there is so much stuff going on. Oh my god. and we may not even talk about all of that and we're going to talk about what we need to talk about and then you know then whatever um i'm gonna take a quick break i don't know why i did that um and we'll come back to get into all the good stuff (laughs) So when the sun enters Scorpio um, at one twenty pm Eastern Standard Time, Washington DC we will have our best friend Capricorn on the Ascendant and we will have Saturn conjunct the AC as well the moon will be in Leo conjunct the fixed star Regulus. Our Midheaven is in Scorpio and our IC is of course in Taurus and the Uranus is making an approaching conjunction. Um, One theme that I see that I talked about again I think in the last episode is as we've been leaving Libra season, there has been a diminishing of air in the chart. And there is an abundance of water, right? Water can bring flooding. And so there is a lot that is coming up emotionally to do, you don't have to tell me shit, Um, to deal with, especially given the weight Of some of the things that I had just said in the introduction right and so um, the thing that I mentioned about the lack of air is that it can cause suffocation and so when you're being suffocated and I apologize if that word triggered anybody in particular um, I will use a different word if you would like me to without the presence of air and the flooding of water it can be easy to feel like you're drowning, especially drowning in the emotions of other people. So with there being no air, um, the idea of Scorpio is about trust and is about the forming of intimate connections with others. And so there is an element of can I trust people, especially can you trust people given the insight and the intel that you have about what they're feeling and especially about where the the things that they say and do are coming from there is will be a really great you know if you pay close enough attention you'll be able to see people's hurts their wounds um and the repressions and and the the hidden drive and the 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 um, the, the like the re, the deep reasons why, you know, somebody acts or or is the way that they do, will be very clear. And I think with the scorpionic energy in the air, the, the the desire will be to kind of keep it to yourself and to ask if you can trust. But I think what you'll find is, you know, Scorpios can be a bit obsessive, right? And so, and I say that not necessarily in terms of like they're intentionally obsessing, but when you're flooded with emotions and you're naturally very investigative and trying to make sense of all of the emotional data that's being thrown your way, it can be very easy to get thrown into a rabbit hole of trying to kind of decipher and figure out everything that's kind of coming your way and that can easily become a, a obsessing, right? And so I don't say that from a from a point of shame, but a say a point of awareness. And so with that, there's even as you see that in other people, I invite you to, you know, at yourself then say okay like if if this is what i see outside of me what type of response do i need to have for myself is this a situation in which maybe there are questions that can be asked and i would honestly say because like mercury retrograde the entire scorpio season it's a not a time to to um uh make any like firm oh my god to make any firm decisions about anything but to really collect as much information as you can and you can assume you can obsess you can you know ruminate but like to to truly ask people um about where it is that they can meet you or or where or let them know the way that you you know is incredibly important but I I honestly feel like the the level of questioning that people will have will definitely be a lot more paranoid (laughs) it won't necessarily be about revealing the self but more about like trying to understand the other so that you can reveal self so it may be like there's just this weird vibe where it may seem like everyone is just being a bit secretive and we'll get there in a second What do I need to see about my interpersonal relationships that impacts the life that I'm building for myself? And so that's what the purpose of all of this is. We can point fingers, but it more so, especially like for me, I see it in a romantic sense, not even a romantic sense, but in the terms of like all of my interpersonal relationships, I'm, you know, asking myself, like, what is it that I need from the people that I I surround myself with? And like, what is it that I expect of them? And on a superficial level, it's like, okay, cool. Like, this is what I expect. This is what I want. But like, what about that person? Or what about these circumstances wouldn't allow that person to show up for me that in that way? And what does that mean about the state of our relationship? And is there, can I invite that person to try to show up in that way? Or is it a total fucking loss? And it's, a a matter in which you know it it should just like no thank you you know and and in a lot of ways I think this season will help you make decisions (laughs) I know while Mars has been in Libra and even when it was in Virgo it was really hard to make decisions that made sense like it was like okay, like, I think this might work. And it's like, okay, maybe it doesn't. And it's like, no, you're right, it doesn't. And it's like, okay, well, what uh, what can I, and it's like, shh, stop, calm down. Like there are other things to see. And I think for the last couple of months, while there have been some really kind of profound insights that each of us may have kind of came into, we still don't have the full picture, and I, to be quite honest, I don't feel like that's something that we can expect until January of next year, or when this astrological year is over and we're in a new astrological year. But even then, like uh, you know, it still is like a whole thing, and and even then, it's still a continuation of these these this the same stuff. But all of this is a buildup for twenty twenty. And so, where do I need to see clear? What am I hiding from me? And so, a lot of that, especially when I was talking about trauma bonds and like fetishization and orientalism and um you know what allyship means and you know again going back to the idea of trauma um itself and and the the responses that it creates in our bodies and in our minds and in the way that we interact with people or the ways that we expect people to interact with us for better or for worse right you know being able to kind of see like based off of those responses Scorpio is all about someone. uh, I'm not on Twitter right now. I'm pretty sure some of you guys have noticed that. Um, But uh, the. Someone. um, I'm so tired. Someone had this. Oh baby bismuth. I think that was their name. Um, They had a, a thread in which they were talking about. Mars in Scorpio and talking about how Mars in its internalized version is like your body's biological responses right so like your body when a foreign body or something external it gets into you its natural response is to fight it because it's about self-preservation right And lots of times, you know, like an example is a antibacterial medication, right? Where it's, is that it? Yeah. Antibacterial medication, like if you have, sorry for my non-vagina owners, but like if you have like a yeasty, you know, or you get, oh, the, you know, like a yeast infection medication. This is such a Scorpio season thing. Um, Like if you have a yeast infection and like you are taking the medication, lots of times you can get, it's, it's killing, you know, it kills everything in sight, right? And lots of times it can kill off good yeast and good bacteria that was there, and it's like okay now your ph is fucked up and now your your body has to completely rebalance itself right and so in the same way our trauma responses you know it's like kill everything right and even then it may even be opposite where it's like let in everything right um i feel like you guys can kind of adjust that to to whatever it, it is kind of happening or how that kind of resonates with you but basically yeah so to kind of go back into the the. Um, this uh, Capricorn energy, there's naturally a seriousness, no pun intended. Ha ha. We'll get there in a second. Um, that is, coming into. Excuse me. Um, that is at the the way that we're leading and experiencing. The world at this time and it's kind of like eye on the prize it's like I'm the authority of my life and it's the awareness of again the structures that exist and the structures that need to be built within your life and also in your world and in your environment as well and so having that awareness of those things and that is shaping the way that you're navigating Scorpio season if that makes sense in a way, the Pluto energy is kind of, you know, it's going through the the space that it was retrograde. So it's this unraveling of experience um, and it's this unraveling of everything that you've um, experienced over the last couple of weeks. The midheaven again is in Scorpio, so publicly being seen as hiding things or secretive, what more of me is there to share? What more of others is, needs to be shared, especially in relationships between others and self? Exploring the space that is what is worth giving and what is worth saving, right? And so there is naturally, I would say most people may seem to be a bit, Kind of like we like, I've already noticed like the adjustment to like people in Scorpio season, like everyone's just being a little bit weird because every there's a lot that's happening in people's heads internally. Like, there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information that is being shared with people emotionally, and everyone can pick up on it. And most people don't know how to deal with that because most unless you have like Scorpio stuff, but like even then, do we even know how to fucking deal with it, right, we are dealing with a waxing crescent moon, so the moon is in Leo, as I had said before, and so the waxing crescent is all about struggling out, (laughs) This is the one I know off the top of my head because this is the one that's most common in the charts of people I read. Struggling out of past conditions and dependencies which seem to hold on to you, so we can see how redefining our relationship with our our trauma <laughs> is a struggle, right? Especially when we see that it's in the way of a life that we're trying to build and create for ourselves, and those obstacles are showing up as like actual people because at this point there's a lot of work that we have done internally to overcome those things and now it's a matter of making sure that our external world since sun and Scorpio makes the internal become external matches what we've created and and kept in mind for ourselves on the inside and that is not an easy feat the moon is conjunct Regulus. And so Regulus is a fixed star. I'm really happy that I put the fixed stars on here. Oh, I will say really quickly, the North Node, though I'm sorry, the descendant is directly conjunct Sirius. And so for those who believe in or are in the camp of like, uh, star seeds and like, uh, you know, extraterrestrial beings it definitely is a time especially for those who do feel a connection to the planet Sirius or identified as sirian star seeds there's lots of information and downloads coming in of course lots of people of um african descent have their relationship to that star given the fact that the dogon um and even those of kemet had their interactions with the, yo, this sounds crazy, but hey, it's fine, um, they had their interactions with um, the Syrians. That, the people who needed that got that. If you didn't need that, you can ignore it, okay? Anyway, so the um, moon conjunct Regulus, and so Regulus is, uh, the fixed star, is known as the king maker. It is the heart of the lion um, in the, the sky right and so the moon conjunct regulus asks what do we need to feel secure and so there is an awareness that like loyalty confidence especially in self but also confidence in the people that you surround yourself with as well as an acceptance um, of who you are and the ability to be whole are things that are needed to feel secure And to feel emotionally protected. And so naturally what we'll see is that people are working to, that's kind of like what's working in the background. And people are looking to partner and to um, become a part of things outside of themselves based on this. Based on the fact that these are the things that are needed to feel secure, right, and so there also is this is I think the the drive that's what's at the core of what's wanted um the need to be authentic in relation to being in relation to needing attention, so there's also an element of like. I need you to affirm me being myself, right? And so it's very easy for people who are needing, have the desire, the emotional need of loyalty, of feeling confident, of feeling accepted. There is an air of some people coming across as very arrogant, um, show-offy, needy, um, in-your-face, um, narcissistic, self-centered, um, and uh, attention whoring. <laughs> so there is an awareness uh, in which we do have to just know and kind of keep tabs for ourselves. Of like, during this season, how am I expressing this need? Am I able to explicitly tell people like, "Hey, this is what I need in this relationship," like? Are you able to provide that for me? Yes, no? No? Alright, cool. Bye. You know? And I think an element of um it's a bit confusing because the the sun in Scorpio is is also answering to this, right? And so this is where things can get a bit misconstrued. And so I honestly feel like it will be a season in which it will be very easy to misunderstand each other. Um, Again, especially when so much emotional intel is kind of coming in. And as a society, we don't really do the best at dealing with feelings and emotions, and that's not a bad thing. And I think for yourself, you can Um, look at and see what that looks like for you um, and, and how good or bad you feel that you are at doing that. But that does really kind of shape a really big part of this. How are illusions and dreams adding to our lives and shaping the structures that we need to exist or are told we need to exist? So again, you know, a really big theme to note is that there will be this feeling of like two worlds colliding, right? Like the world that you're creating for yourself as well as the world as it actually is. And so you may kind of go in between back and forth, trying to create and and build and and form structures to to for both of them because what you'll find is that there is an interconnectedness between them you don't want the new world to look like the old one but there is a knowing that there are skills and things that you must pick up from and understand or intel knowledge whatever it may be from the old world that will in inform the creation of the new one right and the one that's aligned with the true way of being and so Being able to examine that and how have distorted ideas of identity also influenced this. So one um, thing. Hold on a second. (laughs) So there is a very um, loose, very, very loose trine between um, Chiron and uh, Mercury. And so there is an element of being able to kind of, so Mercury is sitting in the 10th house. So it's all about, you know, as you come into this oh, awareness of wanting to be this individual that's able to kind of transmute, Feelings, emotions, you know, traumatic experiences, um, literally from existing in this fucking world um, and wanting to be a beacon and an example of your own healing and ability to create authentic and deep, intimate relationships with other people and with the world in order to inform the people that you'll be bringing into the fold for this life that you're building for yourself, this life that, again, aligns with your true way of being. It's thinking of the ideas and skills and thoughts that lie within you that aren't detectable right and so it's again getting into that subconscious level which the subconscious unlike the unconscious is is a lot easier to um to access right because it's like okay like i i can realize that this was my response to this for this reason i think well naturally both of those things are difficult to to navigate but i think you guys get my point it's like what are the the hidden thoughts ideas Um, that are Uh. speaking to or have formulated some of the ideas that I have around what parts of my identity are valuable enough to give or to, to put into this world. And it's all answering to Mars in... Um, Libra which is this really annoying vacillating energy and what's kind of being asked is the expanding of ideas of emotional depth and intimacy in interpersonal relationships to create form and build new structures for accountability and responsibility and this is because Mars is in a really nice little square to Saturn. The honesty one must have in interactions with others to craft intentional relationships, goals, and to lead with authority. And so there is, again, all of these like really big asks of you that you'll find all Scorpio season and it's like wow like this is some deep dark shit that I have to work through and it's like yes life is really deep and dark bro um and so it, it's being faced with with all of that and it's a very like introspective kind of time and so what I will say is um so with the that trine between Mar Mercury and um Mercury in Scorpio and Aries in Chiron. One thing to keep in mind about fire and water is that together they create steam. Steam can be very purifying and cleansing. I think about it in terms of like, when I was little and like I had a stuffy nose, my mom would be like, okay, like put a towel over your head and, um, and over the sink and turn on the hot water and let the steam kind of like cleanse and like open you up. Right. And to just let it out. But what we can also get from water and fire is boiling, right. And a boiling over and an evaporation from too much heat as well. Right. And so there is a gentleness it's eleven eleven. woo, that I encourage you all to have with yourself because as you're being flooded with feels, it can make you want to just like, this is enough and I can't, you know, it can be really easy to just, especially in the insights and the, the things that kind of come to you, to form or create this this rage response quite honestly and I saw this um, this post and that kind of makes sense especially when we're talking about things related to trauma I knew that this was so timely hold on traumas that give birth to rage intergenerational trauma emotional neglect historical trauma Emotional abuse, political trauma, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, loss. And so, as a lot of these different things are coming up, it can be really easy to find yourself there. And I don't say that to say that that's bad, especially given the Mars and Libra kind of flightiness and fickleness in terms of like trying to be fair and like okay like I'm upset but like can I be upset if like this is the way this person knows how to be or blah 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 and kind of like feeling this really annoying back and 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 forth within you in which you don't even feel like your response makes sense given the the superficial nature of the relationships around you and so it it's frustrating if if that's if, like to be quite honest like and so it can just be very frustrating to deal with let's talk about this new moon and then we're gonna talk about we're gonna taco taco about hold on I, this is gonna be a part one, part two. And I say that because I'm gonna talk about everything. I'm just talking about the new moon and then we'll talk about Mercury retrograde next week. And then on the fifth, we're gonna cover the remainder of the season. And on the 12th, we're gonna do our full moon episode. And then it will be Sag season. Cool, cool, awesome. Let's see if I actually do that. LOL. So the new moon, just to quote our good friends, Joanne and Virginia, is about projecting an ideal or your ego, plunging into new experiences and becoming a part of it. Now, this, as our good friend Steve Judd described, is one of the most intense full moons uh, or moon or lunation cycles of the year. There are so many things in this chart. And it is just like, oh my God. So let's get in there. So, what makes it so intense? is that there is a direct opposition between the new moon and uranus in taurus and uranus in taurus is a beast and get ready okay okay cool so to talk about the uh, so again this same theme with the no air is here as well and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper so the 20 so the ascendant is 29 degrees cancer we have the um north node is in the 12th house and so this is I don't know who it is but somebody has talked about the 12th house in terms of relations of like collective experience but also things you know related to like hold on i'm looking for a book development of our so the the fourth quadrant um, of the um, I'm so sorry I don't know why my brain is just like fried well maybe because it's like 11 o'clock at night um you give me like one second <sighs> Oy. Oy I need to go to sleep. That is why this episode is going to be cut short in a couple minutes. Um, the fourth quadrant of the house is re- referred to by Mark Mann in his um, Astrology for the Absolute Beginner. It's a cool workbook. I would encourage people to get it. Development of our capacity to relate to our personal expression to larger transpersonal realities, community, social causes, and spiritual realities. I would argue that it's also about social realities as well. And the social realities come from the awareness of the way that people, the ways that people can be and exist through the the I guess ninth house term of way of like expanding right it's like oh like this is the depth of like people's experiences and trauma from this we create this system of beliefs or we can understand and conceptualize that these are different ways that people can thought think about and experience the world and these will um these will inform the structures of the world and then all of the realities that come from the world as well right because the fourth quadrant is also about your objective awareness of self so it comes from the spiritual realities but also the social realities that are also deeply interconnected to the spiritual realities as well right because it's fractal and they're all interconnected to one another um and so we can see with the 12th house it it is literally that which takes you away from self so it's about imprisonment it's about you know meditation it's about it's a labyrinth it's you know the deeper that you go into the labyrinth the more that confusing it becomes but also the more layers that you find within yourself so this new moon is echoing all of this intensity of what lies within us in the Intric, intric, intricacies (laughs) of us and being able to come into like the awareness of like, I am an amalgam of all of these things of like everything that happens in my world that happens because of the this identity that I have, because I grew up in this space, because I had this interaction with this person. So it's this really big emotional weight. That you kind of can feel, and that will echo from this new moon, and it it's really like I I can see why he was saying it is as intense as it is, um because like it it just it really just is, and um in a kind of uh, a a scary way, and I I say it's it's scary because. The thing about the ascendant is that it's 29 degrees Cancer. So it's a critical degree. And so critical degrees talk about decision making. And so it is like this is the point in which you have to make a choice. And I'll let you know in a second why the intensity of that choice exists in terms of the the direction that you're going into so it being in cancer is about the how do i describe it it's about that that promise that you made to yourself regarding the the nurturing and the nourishment that you needed to experience from life to feel whole and to allow yourself to show up completely and so there the thing about the 29th degree is that it is the point before a completely different approach is formulated um, of navigating life which is Leo right and so it's all of the things that's kind of hidden in the background so having to take let's see having to stick to something that provides long-term stability and making a commitment to nurturing yourself in a particular way. You know, it's like this weird like blood oath fucking shit that they're asking you to fucking do. It's so odd. Um, What did I? And so uh, the really odd thing is that all of this comes through Other people, and and your interaction with other people, and how you project yourself into the world, the subjective awareness of self section of the the chart, which is houses one through three, is are completely empty. There's nothing there. Um. The, on the I see. So the space from which things come from, there is an exact conjunction of Mars on the IC. So the anger and indecision, the desire to be diplomatic, but but the chaos caused by the internal fight to uphold social graces and identity, and a large part of that is about self-preservation because it's like this fight that I have, this fight with the world, with the people who embody this shit in the world that I don't like, it shows up everywhere. It shows up at work. It shows up in at a party. It shows up everywhere. And so having to kind of fight and and interact with that during this time where you're being asked like, I need you to love yourself enough to, or I need you to be brave enough. It's not even about how much you love yourself. I can imagine that lots of us really fucking love ourselves, right? Um, And it's like, how brave are you? Like, how brave can you be in really just stepping into it and just being like, look, I can't allow this type of relationship to exist or this type of interaction to exist and so there is this weighing in the mind of like what needs to be released into the world in terms of like what do you what can you give um, what about this again is this really big element of like self-preservation and survival tied to the way that we navigate our society in a pretty superficial way right like at work we don't say anything because you know we don't want things to get rocky but then we feel like this really weird you know, internal pain that we take on for like allowing someone to violate our boundaries, you know, or just deep uncomfort the discomfort that you feel for not calling out a friend for something that they said or did, you know? And it's like all of these things, again, related to this pressure that's felt. And in a way, this Mars on the IC, it's like this pre it's like a pressure cooker. And it's like you can vacillate and go back and forth and try to weigh the things, but eventually you're going to snap, right? And so like allowing yourself to to know that there's space not to do that. Also, I forgot to tell you what day the new moon is on. So it is Sunday the 27th. Oh my God. And it is at 1139 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Washington, D.C. Okay. um, It is at four degrees, Scorpio, four degrees, 25 minutes. Oh, that's my dad's um birthday, 425. And he's a Taurus. So it's like anyway, neither here nor there. Um the part of the chart that that's in is in the second quadrant, which is related to your biased awareness of others. So it's like I show up for these people in this way and they show up for me back like this. If I do this for people, I expect that they'll do this for me, right? This is the fourth house, the fifth house, the sixth house. This is the way that you serve people. This is the way that you express yourself. This is your ideation around families and your emotional kind of core and your, your depth individually, right? So like all of that shaping what you give to the world and kind of how you show up. Moon and sun in the fourth house. Again, this really intense awareness of the, the personal, the depth that you have as a result of the things that you've experienced externally. And this knowing that with that, there's something that has to be done. There's a direction that that needs to be pushed into there's a direction that that needs to go into. There is a grand trine uh, with uh Venus and Mars, I'm sorry Venus and Mercury, my bad approaching conjunction um, and the this ascendant and this Chiron at um, two degrees um, and so naturally, it's really easy to slide into, you know, patterns of behavior um, in terms of nurturing in a way where it's like accepting and, and pulling in everything that people throw at you for the sake of not wanting to address the icky things about what's going on as you're in like relationship with folks. Right. And so again, like we discussed when I was talking about the chart for the the sun ingress, you know, the relationship between Chiron and now Chiron and Mercury and now Chiron and Venus is one in which all of that anger of indecision and that desire to kind of keep up social graces kind of shows up. And it's like, in that there's an awareness of like there are thoughts and ideas about identity that have been hurtful there are thoughts and ideas about identity and relationships that have been helpful there have been relationships that have caused wounds and pain and a lot of the responses around the current way of relating or thinking, whether it's like negative self-talk that you have, or like finding yourself constantly being in a codependent relationships, or being, you know, jumping too fast, whatever it may be, right? It's the awareness of like all of that comes from this space, uh, comes from uh, it's the it's the biological internal response to the trauma saying never again, never again, never again, I will not experience that. I cannot experience that. And so this is something that will keep me safe. This is something that will keep me safe. And then Chiron and Aries is like, what, but this is hurting the core of who you are. And it's uh, impacting your ability to move and, and navigate the world and what you're meant to give to the world. And the, what you're giving to the world is so distorted because all of the responses and ways of doing are completely based around nourishing, nourishing and, and nurturing, you know, something that's not for you or, you know, again, going into this, this, this whole idea of, again, keeping up social graces as, as means of like identity, like the identity being performative to make nice with other people and so it's really this big kind of contention point where like I said you can you can kind of drive yourself fucking crazy with this shit and the thing with all of this is that all of this is opposed by Uranus and so at this core there is this really big desire for freedom and this really big need of Feeling a sense of individuality and and liberation and feeling emotionally liberated but also as an entire being, as an entire person and feeling the kind of like teeter totter effect between like can I be free or can I especially if I have to exist like this, right? Because that contentious little Mars energy that I talked about, as well as that weird dynamic between, you know, Venus and Chiron and Mercury, all of that is impacting this sun, right? All of this is intrinsically connected to one another, right? And so it's struggling with the desire to have emotional freedom and even just the emotional rebelliousness that you you may people may kind of see and for some people there may be divorce or separation i can kind of see with this aspect um given the fact that um yeah okay yeah people have been saying in terms of like divine partnerships and stuff like that that there are a lot of like breaks and related to comp. eric um from divine conversations was talking about this and he other times people can pick up on energy a couple of days before, and so I think this, um, this right here, people breaking free of like twin flame journeys, relationships and shit like that. It's some real ass shit, and so like really deep connections and bonds that have required people to compromise themselves, um, is a really big thing. And and there is that element of, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to be free. And to be quite honest, I don't really think that people are, are going to be looking back, you know? I think there may be another way to kind of, like, re-examine and see what there is to kind of learn from it. I mean, let's take everything with a grain of salt because all of this is happening in the Mercury retrograde shadow. However, I do just kind of see that the, the break is... The thing with Uranus, I don't remember who had tweeted this, um, but they talked about Uranus being about sudden change. But the thing about Uranus is that it moves so slow. And the things that it does when it catches up to something is there are things that have been a long time coming. It's something that has been culminating for a while. And so there is this really kind of big breaking point Breakthrough, break up or breakthrough um, that kind of comes for people emotionally. And it could be a very big emotional catharsis that a lot of people may feel. Relationship with toil and struggle and commitment to uphold new life standards and destroy the old. And I say that that's a big theme because of all of that South Node, Saturn, Pluto energy that's sitting in the sixth house It's important for me to note that there is a cardinal grand, a cardinal, a grand, a cardinal grand cross. So like the thing is like, which way do I go? And it's like, there are a thousand and one different ways that you could go, but like you probably should just go this, this way. Um, And so it is this fight internally as well between like, can I choose myself Can I choose relationships? Can I choose my family? Can I choose this world? You know, can I choose my community? I'm not even going to talk about Saturn in terms of career anymore, because like, ew, or Capricorn, because like, we don't, capitalism, I don't know her. Like, we, no, no, thank you. So like, in terms of like community, and the way that you're meant to show up for community, and the community, and the the world that you're building for yourself and with other people can I choose which which way should I what should lead the path right and the midheaven is in Aries and so what people are going to remember and take away from this is that it is selfish right but ultimately what you see and what you're doing in the way that you're navigating this is again through that cancerian lens it's about nourishing and it's about doing something that creates long-term stability and something that has the ability to really kind of build something beyond just now, beyond this moment, but something that transcends time and space, something that goes back generations, that something that crosses through timelines through different dimensions of like existence and so this no wonder that this you know new moon is so big the things that we're being asked to when you think about I do apologize for the way that I'm framing this but bear with me you know in terms of like women and and creation and it's just this never-ending loop of being able to create birthing life over and over and over and over and over again it's this it's this fractalized experience that creates generations you know what I mean um and even when we talk about mitochondria and how the what was what is it that they said about like you know the that being something that it it being the powerhouse and let me find it I feel like some of you know what I'm talking about Uh uh uh. Oh, mito. Yeah, mitochondria DNA are almost exclusively passed from mother to offspring. And so, what we find in mitochondria and the DNA that exists within it is that it is. Transgenerational, and that it goes back and can be traced so far back, right? And so it's like you're being asked to create that for yourself, and through doing that, you're also creating that for the world as well, right? And so it's like setting your own example of a fractal. This is becoming a lot. Okay. The. Where was I? Um, uh, 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 uh. And so again, given the fact that this is something that's been a long time coming, and it's a long time coming in terms of like the shape, the, the stability that you're shaping for yourself, but also for the world. And so, uh, oh, I was talking about the direction in which, you know, you're coming from. And so I think naturally with this transit, you can't worry about people thinking that you're selfish. They're naturally going to do that anyway, you know, and and it is going to be difficult because the, the Aries energy in terms of being I, and standing in yourself and standing firm in your identity and who you are is very isolating. Even though you know that what you're doing is not to be isolating but to to have a larger vision right and it's gonna be isolating and that perception that people will have of you because many people will be inspired right but lots of other people will feel slighted or feel wronged and again view it from that lens of selfishness I'm gonna read this Chandra symbols and then I'm gonna go the fuck to bed um the, these charger symbols, like they shook me to my core. Peruse. Um um, 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 um. Sorry. We're gonna start with. Let's start with the... um... Okay, we're going to start with the, the Sun and the Moon. So Scorpio, five degrees. A massive rocky shore resists the pounding of the sea, the inertia of all institutionalized procedures. Slow is the rise of the land from the vast ocean, but once it is formed, it develops a formidable resistance to change in spite of storms. Likewise, once a culture has expressed its basic symbols and its particular way of thinking, feeling, and acting in concrete institutions, these change very slowly, very slowly indeed. The individual who came to the great city soon finds his life set by the rhythms of city living, which obliterate vaster life processes and the moving tides of evolution. This is the last of the five symbols of the 43rd sequence. We see in see in it how binding and resistant a communal way of life can become. In this, there is a strength and stability, and these are necessary factors in the social life of man until new horizons beckon. The key word is stability. And the thing about the uranus and taurus energy is that it comes through and says the new horizon is here um are you going to come with me on this new horizon or am i going to have to force you into it right um and destroy everything that exists in that current you know frame of of mind and understanding you know and so like that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier when we were talking about this the the ingress of the sun into scorpio and so again we see this really kind of big ask there and when i read the chandra symbol for the the sun tour the for taurus uranus and taurus i think it's just gonna click and i i feel like for y'all because y'all get things relatively quickly it probably already clicked anyway listen to this taurus five degrees a widow now given what i said about divorces and separations i i do apologize a widow at an open grave the impermanence of all material and social bonds all natural compounds decay said the buddha the most beautiful and most enjoyed substances substance loses its potential energy through continuous actualization and the principle of integration and form is withdrawn, leaving the void, the open grave, the ends of all attachments. The void is the great challenge. What next? One must begin anew, if, a possible, if possible, at a higher i.e. more inclusive and universal, less egocentric level. The fifth conclusive stage of the sequence, which deals not with root elements and basic actions and responses may seem negative, yet it opens the door to self-renewal. Beyond the personal attachment rises the possibility of participating in a larger sphere of existence. This possibility rarely manifests itself except as one is ready to discard the past. And so in a way, you know, I know we talked a lot about like timeline shifting and, and different things like that. And, you know, that can be taken literally, or that can be used as like a, a I don't know, a metaphor for um, what you feel like is happening in your life, What whatever makes sense to you is fine. Um, it's this, again, this, this really hard ask of like, how badly do you want it? And how badly will you do it? Um, and it can create a lot of, of contention. And I feel like just like this full moon that we just had, um, this is another one that will have this really big echo. And you know, I'm running out of a voice and so I need to go to bed. Um, Uh, okay so i know i did not talk about all of the planets that are present um if to be fair there are so many squares in this fucking chart i don't i think it would be a bit like depressing to (laughs) to go over it so it's it's going to be a difficult day um i guess i'll say this so that mars and libra Mars in Libra Saturn square is exact on this day and so again the honesty one must have in interactions with others to craft no that was not yeah to craft intentional relationships goals and career to lead with authority Um, what it's saying given this life that you're building for yourself what aspects of relationship with other people are superficial or performative based on societal standards and what are you willing to to do or willing to kind of shift or change about yourself and your circumstances and your relationships with others and your identity with yourself and and the different ways that you express your identity with yourself especially through like your thoughts you know um this may come up for a lot of people through like challenging and working through like negative self-talk right it's a big ask in ninth house we have um oh this is just so much just these there's so much red on this paper you guys oh my god Expanding ideas of what it means to give self to the world. Um, Initiation of discovery of identity wounds placed by outside and delusions of the world as well are are things that will kind of be faced and, and will feed into a lot of the different pieces that we talked about, especially in terms of like what I just talked about with the Mars Um, Saturn thing so it's like okay well based on that I think what will allow you because Neptune is retrograde so the illusions are gone so it's like hey you know the world or there have been belief systems or ideas you know and and thought you know there have been ideas and the the knowledge sharing that has made you believe or think that this is the way to navigate relationships, or this is the type of life that you need to build for yourself. And that impacts the way that you show up in the relationship and that impacts your identity. Right. But like how much of that is actually true? You know, Mars is in conjunct or is an aversion to, sorry, <laughs> still stuck in modern astrology and also stuck in traditional astrology land, um, is in aversion to uh, Mars is an aversion to um Neptune, and so there is this a, a it's like you're either leaping head first into these illusions or like you know that they're there but you still don't know what to do, and it can really be easy to feel like a victim to yeah it can be really easy to feel like a victim to circumstance and and a victim to your own obligations to the world which is maddening as I have used that word multiple times because there's no other way to describe how this shit feels it's just it's ridiculous and so it it's be easy on yourself maybe I should not drink that much this weekend um we'll see Like I said, it's one that's going to echo. So you'll feel it during the retrograde and you'll also feel it after the retrograde as well. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. This, I have a headache. Oh my gosh. If you'd like to support. I just updated my offerings on my Instagram. Thank you for everyone who has shared. I definitely really do um, appreciate that all of my prices have changed to sliding scale. There is no obligation for you to pay the max price. Sliding scale is so that you can pay what you feel comfortable paying within the boundaries that I have set for the amount of money that I would like to receive, right? Um, You can buy a reading for a friend. You can buy a reading for yourself. Um, All bookings will be done via email now just for the sake of being able to kind of get things in a schedule and a calendar. That's kind of what's the direction that I'm heading into just to make things a little bit easier for myself. Um, It's been a long time coming, so I don't need to hear the, oh my God, you started this during Mercury Retrograde. No, girl, I finished this during Mercury Retrograde. Completing, finishing old tasks, right? Um, And you can also tip me if you like the episode and... Still coming up with some other really fun things that will be shared when they're ready to be shared. I'm going to stay off of Twitter for probably a couple more weeks. So if that's the way that you would typically reach me, maybe you should head over to Instagram because we have a lot more fun over there anyway. All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And we'll talk next week about this Delicate little Mercury retrograde that we're experiencing. If you're celebrating spooky season this weekend, have fun. Happy birthday to all my Scorpios. I love y'all. Y'all are fantastic. Keep being you. And yeah.